Sapna and I'm John and this is an obit. Hello everyone and welcome to a new season of the In Orbit podcast. We are so glad you're joining us today. This is a podcast for everyone inside and outside our business that talks about what's happening around the world and in our various industries and that keeps us all connected and in each other's orbit. If you're new to the show, welcome. If you're tuning in again for this exciting second season, we are glad that you're with us. Lubna, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, John. How have you been? How was New Year's? New Year's was great. Spent it uh, surrounded by family and friends. Went up to Tennessee to visit them up there. Wow. Somehow managed to not get COVID-19, <sighs> even though we were very, very, we were very safe only did outdoor activities mm-hmm. so that probably had something to do with it how about yourself i stayed home like a very good girl and cooked myself a nice <laughs> meal and watched a movie and very that's good. about it excellent i'm glad to hear that well um very excited to be kicking off this second season of the in orbit podcast with you before we get going on our very first episode of the new year we want to mention that our colleague joe bedford has gone on to a different position with a different company she'll no longer be on the show but we wish her well and we will definitely miss her so joe if you're listening um we're thinking about you and we wish you luck yes all the best joe um but now lubna we are yes. going to be very excited to hear this interview that you conducted with Martin Simonite, KBR's own. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you talked with Martin about? So, um, John, did do you know that the technology-led industrial solutions, which we refer to as TLIS, actually went live as a formal business unit on January 1, 2021? So, uh, I mean, we are kicking off the year with the anniversary and it's a 12 month old business so we kick, right. we're kicking off the year with the anniversary of this business that's so i think um yeah that's fitting and uh with martin um simonite uh, i always call him simonite but i got to know today that he's simonite uh, i mean he has been integral um you know to the growth of this business the kind of i mean i won't um, let the cat out of the bag but uh, I mean as as you will hear uh, through the episode uh, you will get to know you'll get a clearer picture of what exactly TLIS is what amazing digital solutions we as KBR are offering to our clients it's a great um, add-on it's a great value-added uh, service as we will learn from Martin and and he has uh, you know really shaped this business in a very crucial way and uh, it's going to play a huge role in our you know businesses from both i think the technology side as well as the gs side in the years to come excellent yeah when we say gs we're, we're referring to kbr's government solutions business so it'll be very exciting to yeah. uh, listen to this interview we hope you all enjoy and let's get to it so, uh, today we have with us the very, very lovely Martin Simonide, who currently serves as the Senior Vice President of the Technology-Led Industrial Solutions at KBR. Martin is based in our London office and he leads the global technology-led industrial solutions business for KBR globally. The business encompasses our general maintenance and operation projects, our remote monitoring, smart maintenance and advanced process simulation 
solutions utilizing big data through machine learning and artificial intelligence. Previously, Martin was the Senior Vice President for the Energy Solutions Business for EEA and APAC with responsibility for operational functions and project delivery for the London Execution Center, whilst providing support across the region to ensure economical but world-class project delivery in all delivery centers. Services included projects from pre-feasibility through the EPCM and ready for startup across the world and in all the business lines within the hydrocarbon sector, including LNG, GTL upstream, downstream and midstream. Martin has over 30 years of industry experience, of which the majority were in the project execution environment, where he worked as an engineer, engineering and project management before turning his attention to operations. Martin's broad range of experience includes working across projects through feed, detail, design and construction within the onshore and offshore environment. Having worked internationally, Martin is passionate about multicultural working and localizing businesses with global systems and capabilities. Martin has a Master's of Science in Project Management from Aberdeen University and higher nationals in mechanical and product engineering, production engineering. So, um, Martin, a very warm welcome to you. And we're thrilled to have you today to introduce our listeners to KBR's technology-led industrial solutions that combines process domain, expertise, maintenance, and operations excellence within game-changing solutions. So could you please provide us with an overview of the business, Martin, and, and its market and the typical companies you intend to operate within? Consider me a layman and walk me through the TLI, TLI's business and these services at KBR. So thank you for the introduction. So yes, so technology-led industrial solutions has been in operations for just over 12 months. Mm -hmm. um, we mm -hmm. took a long look during the initial start of the pandemic at our business and we looked at how we could move from um, the, the CAPEX side of the industry through to the OPEX. So how could we build sustainable solutions into existing assets to extend asset lifecycle and improve asset performance? So we have a number of long-term foundational contracts, and they are in Qatar Shell GTL, which KBR did the original engineering and PMC for. We have general maintenance services in Satorp and Sadara. And similarly, they were projects that we had front-end engineering and, and PMC. And we also have general maintenance services in Quidzin um, International Papers and Svetogorsk International Papers in Poland and Russia, respectively. That gives us a workforce of around 1,700 people. It means that we bring... Um, expertise from both maintenance and operations into the team in order to augment our digital solutions. It's a wide-ranging team of, of many nationalities working across many locations. And, you know, we, we drive world-class safety across all of those facilities in, in everything we do. And <clears throat> we looked at those foundational contracts and we looked at how we could augment them with our digital solutions, but also looked at how we could augment them with our process domain expertise. So it's one thing in capturing data, 
But it's another thing in terms of understanding the data and providing an advisory service to our clients to improve asset performance. So the markets in which we intend to work are largely following our heritage and technology business. So looking at where we have installed technology process licenses, whether that be in ammonia, whether it be in ethylene, whether it be in, in refining. Right. And we are looking at how our digital solutions with the process expertise that we bring in both you know, execution and in operations to augment that data analysis to, to improve the asset performance. Utopia is bringing the, the digital in with the general maintenance services to bring in a general maintenance services plus contract that builds out a, a client's operations to move more from preventative maintenance into predictive and using artificial intelligence and machine learning um, through, through the course of their, their, their operations. The other part of the business we have, which is also an exciting part, is the LNG Asset Solutions. And LNG is, um, from our view, considered a KBR technology with the rich history we've had in um, LNG over many, many decades of building over 50% of the, the world's facilities. And we're looking at how we can bring our digital solutions, our general maintenance services, but also our LNG expertise in terms of deep bottlenecking projects, energy efficiency, looking at production, what can we do to improve production? And, and then again, obviously, looking at how from a sustainability aspect, we can improve the, the production and the energy efficiency and reduce the emissions of, of the existing facility. Wow. Um, so how, how do these business solutions, uh, these digital solutions, um, help our clients to achieve their sustainability, energy transition and net zero targets, which are so you know, high on the ESG agenda these days? So a very good question and, and one that's at the, at the forefront of really the, the um, TLIS strategy. So our digital solutions enable our customers really to, to perform at the peak of their plant capacity. It's about minimizing the downtime at the same time as being sustainable in energy consumption and emissions, as I, as I mentioned previously. Okay. We have, for example, you know, insight-based advisory advanced process control solutions oh. and operator training solutions for our green ammonia plants. So we're driving the energy transition from the front with our solutions. And with predicting analytics, we can predict the impact on ammonia production to, to changes in solar and wind right. supplied power to ensure that the maximum stability and, and, and provide differentiated cost-effective solutions to the emerging market. So in, in terms of the sustainability, um, you know, everything we do in terms of improving asset performance provides a benefit. And we used to look at the, the similar metrics in terms of dollar value. So if you improve production, um, but reduce the feedstock, um, improve the energy efficiency and, and reduce the number of unplanned shutdowns and trips, then there used to be a dollar value. But of course, all of those have an impact to the environment. If you have too many unplanned shutdowns, you need to um, blow down the plant. You have a, an energy impact. You have a, an emissions impact. So by improving the, the plant performance, you can extend the asset life cycle. You can improve production for less energy. You can reduce the emissions by removing the unplanned shutdowns. And you can remove people from the facility because you're moving towards more of a predictive environment than the preventative, which can be quite 
manpower um, intensive. So all again, adding to the sustainable benefits, but with the sustainable benefits comes a, do a dollar value to um, to the, the financials of, of the asset as well. Lovely, lovely. So we need to ensure the overall digital solutions business is resilient across both CAPEX and OPEX. And in the next five to 10 years, how much growth do you expect on the OPEX side? So I think, you know, we are looking to grow the technology-led industrial solutions business by a factor of five over the next five years. So, so considerable growth is, is our target and, and that's our, our commitment to, to the business. Um, but, you know, we've already seen an increased focus from, from our customers in, in OPEX as a result of COVID-19. The pandemic, it, it naturally slowed down investment and progress in capital projects. Right. Many were deferred, many were delayed, many were cancelled. And there was in, an increased focus on maximizing the performance from the existing install base. So, you know, when we look at the number of projects that we, that we had in-house at that time, there was, you know, um, BP Torchu, there was Woodside um, Browse, there was there was um, a large number that went into a holding pattern or, or actually fell off our client's radar mm -hmm. in terms of being able to make them viable through through the pandemic and the drop in, in the oil price. So that was one of the reasons we we made the strategic shift towards TLIS. And that was to capture the the shift from our clients from CapEx into OPEX. So it was further augmented and um, you know through the through the pandemic and we've seen it with the likes of, of um the Sikapon Energy Cambo project coming under, you know, very much um, scrutiny with, with, with various governments in, in terms of why do we need to keep building new facilities when we have existing that we can we can do more with. So, you know, the increasing demand by governments and the general population to, right. to really be more responsible custodians of the planet. You know, there's a real drive across the world in, in reducing emissions. The OPEX budget will only increase in, in the next five to 10 years. We are absolutely sure of that as the pressure from stakeholders, from shareholders comes onto our clients to improve their emissions, improve their carbon footprint, yeah. um, you know, do yeah. carbon reduction initiatives, but also in, in terms of improving the, the production of the facility right. to enable a longer life cycle that, that gives a, a larger and greater return on the investment. So. You know, to capture that, we've positioned TLIS and, and our digital business so that it can be applied both really across the capital and the operating sectors and with our opportunities for our employees to experience both assets of the um, or aspects of the full asset lifecycle. So when we sell a new license in technology, we're expecting to sell our digital solutions, our domain expertise and our, our maintenance and, and, and operations expertise. That's for a grassroots project that will yeah. come online in the future. But equally, that same client will have a, a current installed base where we're looking to retrospectively fit the same um, digital solutions in order to improve the, the existing facilities as they, they live today. Cool. So KBR is part of the Amazon Web Services Energy Management Program. So how do you see such alliances evolving in the future? So that's, um, <laughs> that's a great question. I mean, that's um, one where... You know, we're very proud to have, have been awarded the, the, the Amazon Web Services Energy Management Program certification. 
I think we're, mm-hmm. we're one of the few contractors that, or one of the only contractors out of the energy industry that's, that's been awarded such. And, you know, when we set up TLIS, we, we looked at the KBR digital solutions. We looked at our competition. We looked at the um, traditional software providers to the oil and gas industry. And we've established a number of strategic relationships. You know, we've got a strategic relationship with Aviva. And we've got one with Aspentech. We've got one with Symphony AI. And one or two others that are starting to evolve as well over, over recent time that will come to the fore, hopefully, in the not too distant future. And what we, what our intent was, was to be software agnostic so that we could always go to our client with the best in class solution that was in fitting with their challenges, their poor performing assets, where they had problems. We all understand that the software market in whatever industry we're in is not a one size that fits all. And there'll be something different depending on the client's needs. So we've allowed ourselves that, that flexibility, but. In terms of the Amazon web, you know, we are going to be looking to work with Amazon. We're also going to be looking to work with Azure and, and, and Microsoft and others oh. that, are, that are coming into this environment as well. But industry four is at the exciting phase where, you know, several software and cloud players are investing really quite, you know, quite significant amounts of money to, to understand our market, but also you know, they're, they're clearly seeing the value and the demand in the market for them to be able to expand and explore in, in terms of opportunity. And, and, you know, whilst we've aligned with the, the industry software vendors, you know, as I mentioned before, Aviva, Aspentech, and, and, you know, there's PTC who are investing to bring out strong intelligent solutions. And, and we're seeing cloud infrastructure pr- providers like Microsoft, AWS, Google, and they're all developing solutions for our industrial co- customers. So, Again, looking at that bottom up where you bring in different software opportunities built on a, built on a foundational platform such as Microsoft or AWF, AWS. And then you can, you can then build upwards in terms of the client needs that fit the variants of their facilities. Cause remember our clients build facilities over many decades. They all weren't built in the same, you know, generation, for example, some are 25 years old, some are 10 years old, some are, some are five years old and, and, and others. But we are having, you know, as I mentioned, the, the partnerships with the existing industrial um, software vendors and also the hypercloud infrastructure providers to ensure that we, we really can bring that, that best in the, the, the solutions to our customers. And, you know, we are very proud, as I mentioned at the beginning, to be recognized as one of KBR's energy competency, competency partners. And then, um, you know, we are going to be focusing that, that collaboration on our sustainable solutions. And, you know, as we are today, we're one of only 32 companies recognized by, by um, Amazon worldwide. Wow. Um, I would expect quite a lot of competitors to take an interest. Um, so how, how will uh, KBR differentiate itself from the rest of the competitors out there? And that's Martin, my final question to you. So, yeah, an interesting observation. So <clears throat> what I would suggest is that we are no longer playing in a field where our traditional peers are considered competitors. So when we look at the market, what we are seeing are many of the big brand consultants um, entering into the, the, the field of digitalization. 
we're seeing a large number of software providers entering into digitalization. We have something extremely unique at KBR. We have the technology process license, which gives us intellectual property protection from other people being able to open our technology in terms of understanding the data and, and building the platforms. We have a unique combination with our um, ability to bring in on the ground experience of maintenance and operations that can enable a digital solution that is cognizant of the challenges on the ground experienced by the people performing the maintenance. We have over 70 licensed products. So we have a very wide ranging um, solutions base in terms of our, license, our process license technology. We're well positioned for, for the energy transition with our drive towards green ammonia. And we're leading the way in terms of um, our partnership with Mura um, for, the, for the plastics recycling. So, you know, when you look at the market, our, our traditional oil and gas peer competition, I'm not overly concerned about. We keep a watchful eye, but I'm not overly concerned. The, the Amazons, the Googles, the Microsofts is a little bit different and we have to keep a careful watch on and, and the best way we can work there is by partnering and and we then remove a competitor through through partnering and you know when you when you think about including the lng as a technology you know we we probably have in the region of hundreds of current facilities that we can we can sell our wares to and also many many future facilities as the, the drive towards hydrogen happens through the energy transition with the, the expected growth through the through the hydrogen um market sector. It's also been said that data is the new oil. So, you know, we would like to be the customer's partner in bringing the best in class analytics and advisory to help achieve their, their top quartile business performance. If you look at what we've achieved on Satop and Sadara, we've been able to shift our clients on that journey without the digital solutions. So by adding the digital solutions, we can take them up another quartile in terms of um, overall international business performance benchmarks. But we, we also plan to, to take a look at the market and, and see what investments are needed as well in, in terms of, do we need to add to our portfolio? Do we need to add capability, expertise? How do we, how do we transition people from our heritage business into the new business? How do we take the shift towards data science how do we take the shift towards, you know, taking that data, building up a storyline that enables our clients to improve performance and then sharing the benefits of, of that advisory service as well. So, so for me, you know, I think it's a, it's an amazing opportunity for KBR. I think it's a really exciting market that we have. And I honestly truly believe we have a unique offering to the market that I don't believe our, our competition can provide. And again, look at the software providers. They don't have the rich history that we have on process domain expertise. They may have process knowledge, but not KBR process technology knowledge. And again, they won't have people on the ground um, with their with their maintenance and operations know-how combining with, with that expertise. Similarly, going to our traditional competition, 
they won't have the, the broad reach in, again, in terms of technology, but also the digital solutions and combining with, with the maintenance as well. So, you know, I, I do believe this is a, a, a great challenge for me as, a, as an individual and as a leader of KBR, but also a great challenge to, to my team that I'm you know, hugely proud of in delivering a, a, a brand new business opportunity to KBR, but more importantly, a brand new business opportunity that brings benefit to our clients, to the market, and inevitably to um, to how we look after our planet for the future generations as well. Absolutely, Martin. And I think, um, you know, we are very proud of the achievements and wish everyone all the best. I think it's a great feat to pull off during the pandemic, considering the business is only 12 months old. So it's very commendable, um, you know, the kind of achievements that, that we have scored. And this brings me to the end of the interview. And there is a surprise rapid fire round for you just so that people get to know martin a little better so um so aisle seat or window aisle seat or window always window okay and when martin is not working he is (laughs) cooking wow (laughs) okay and one thing that nobody in kbr knows about you oh um one thing that nobody in KBR knows about me. I've been associated with KBR for 31 years. So there's not much that people <laughs> don't know me, don't know about me in KBR. But, but maybe a um, hidden secret is my passion for wildlife, especially in Africa, photography and um, drawing and painting wildlife as well. Wow. Wow. That's something. And the last one is, are you binge watching something right now? If yes, then what is it? Um, I've just finished a number actually, but getting ready to start the next series of Peaky Blinders. Ah, nice. (laughs) Lovely. So this brings us to the end of our podcast. And thank you so much, Martin, um, for making time for this and being with us today, despite your busy schedule. And thanks, thanks a lot for enlightening us. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity to talk as well. Thank you. Excellent job, Lubna. That was a fantastic interview. Well, thank you, John. And I hope our listeners are going to benefit as much, um, you know, from listening to it. And um, I hope we've been able to paint a clearer picture of uh, the technology-led industrial solutions business of KBR to everybody. Absolutely. The way that the business takes KBR heritage expertise and combines it with digital solutions and our expertise in sustainable solutions sounds like a real, real game changer. And there's lots of potential for us to to set ourselves apart. So hopefully people listening along learned a little bit more about what TLIS is, what it does. And, um, you know, if you know someone that'd be more interested in hearing more about it, definitely direct them to this podcast and let them listen to what Martin has to say. Until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and take very good care of yourself. Bye-bye.